This is Podco Media Networks. Hi again, it's Florence Adu, your host for the Global Citizens Podcast. This week, we're going deeper into the woods with Osseo Highsmith. Let's pick up where we left off. I love that story that you quit smoking because Mother Nature basically asked you to. Yeah. You know, basically said, look, I can't accommodate that anymore. And I think if so many other people understood that, we would have, unfortunately for the tobacco industry, not much of a tobacco industry, but it speaks volumes to the value of nature Mm. and forming our habits and forming our lifestyles. So I'll just take a step back and talk more about my experience on your land. So we had a group camping trip. Everyone, you and your family invited us out and we were like, this is something I've been looking forward to since I I knew that you all had bought land. It's now been two years, right? Mm -hmm. And what we learned is that you have been spending nearly every weekend there Mm -hmm. in that time. And going there for me was like, oh my goodness, because you drive up, it's about two and a half hours outside of New York City, you drive up and then you get to this land that is just a clearing that you all cleared yourselves. So that's the first piece is that when you buy land, you are responsible for making that land your land. So this is all woods. And so they have a clearing that's there, but then they have this wood that is right on a river. And that's where we set up our camp. What's lovely about what Ozzy and his family are doing is that they are making this a place that is welcome to anyone. So when he says he needs hospitality, this is his new reality is I am creating a place where I'm doing the research, I'm understanding how to understand my land and then I'm sharing that with you. So one of the first things we did, of course, we pitched our tents. I've never been camping. I kind of had glamping in mind, (laughs) but I had no idea what to expect. So from the portable toilets, and that was just for us because you all, do you typically have the portable toilets? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because of the shelter around it, but but yes. but you know how to be there without having a shelter toilet because you oh, have yeah. to figure out what do you do with waste. Oh yeah. So when you talk about nature, it's like nature makes everything that goes back into the land, and so we too have to recognize that. So all of these things we buy and we consume, they're creating all of this extra that is not necessary. So when you all brought out, you know, your pots and pans and your utensils, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to bring my... And I mean, obviously, I'm going to recycle my water bottle that I had had, and I have a water bottle that's portable, but maybe the juice that I had brought, I just, that became like my cup, right? So it was just so enlightening to just be, and because of my Africa life, I'm used to hearing nature. So that's something that here in the city you don't hear, but I'm used to hearing nature. So that was wonderful to hear nature. But just to be in it and have to accommodate it as part of who we were was awesome. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. You guys were funny. Yeah, yeah, I know, we were. That was hilarious. That we were. That we were. So let's talk about how you went about spending. Now, when I say every weekend, that means winter and summer. So Mm -hmm. when you all made the decision, you were there all year long. So what were the differences in how you're acclimating to that land at those different times and how did you just get comfortable with that being your home because I'll say this there's no structure Ozzy has built everything that's there which is awesome Mm -hmm. and so there are structures that are built from the woods that have been cleared and everything but so how did you go about envisioning the space and then also about coming up with the concept of how do we now give this to 
people? We bought the land primarily because of the river that's there, mm-hmm. the Green River. And we originally was looking for a house mm-hmm. to buy. And then we saw this property with all of its abundance. We were like, oh, you know, we're going to build a cabin on the land. So with that being in mind, we knew that we were going to be camping on the property because there's no structure on the property. And just knowing that we made that decision to get that piece of property instead of getting a piece of property that already had a house on it, I knew that we were going to have to take our camping level or, you know, our camping situation to another level. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the ingenuity starts to come in. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no house. There's no plumbing. There's no well. Exactly. You know, and that's not coming for a while because we're not building this year. Right. So it's like we're going to camp in the woods on our property, on the water, which is actually super ideal. Mm -hmm. Within that, I was like, I had never built any structures, any debris structures, you know, no teepees. I never built anything like that before. You know, you got to, when you're out there, these are your Legos. Right. You know, and you got to see it almost as Legos. You got to kind of, you know, this is fun. How do other people do it? Well, they do it by looking at it a little bit differently. Like it's fun. Like this material is here for us. Mother Nature provides us everything we need Mm -hmm. and everything we needed to have shelter was there. Mm -hmm. We just had to build it. You had to know how to see it. Right. And then once you start seeing stuff, you start being like, oh, my God, it's all here. And then you start to just realize how much you can learn, how much information is there for you to process. And you just start to enjoy the process of of learning how to be an outdoors person, Mm -hmm. you know, learning how to, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. And so there's only so much you can do in the woods throughout the day before it gets dark. Right. You know, you get up in the morning, you eat, you do what you got to do. And then, you know, you got to start wrangling in some food. And then you got to start making a fire before it gets dark, exactly. you know. And then you're basically, once it gets dark, it's basically time to go to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's like, that's the cycle of being outside. You really have basically 12 hours of daylight Yes. to do what you have to do. And so within those 12 hours, you got to make sure your camp is okay for overnight. Mm-hmm. You want to make your camp safe for overnight. Mm-hmm. And so once I just started to understand, oh, well, this is how you create Lego land, you know, mm-hmm. like survivor land is that you got to mm-hmm. understand time and, mm-hmm. and mother nature and what she's giving you and what is possible. Well, it's possible for me to make a debris shelter, go online, you can check out like what a debris shelter, and then you start realizing, oh, I can make a teepee out of putting some sticks together, lashing it up top, and then throwing a tarp around it, and then putting the fire out front. And then it's like, oh, this is like stage one of just being able to survive a night. Can you make yourself a shelter? Can you build a fire, you know, to keep yourself warm? And if you're lucky, can you feed yourself? Because you don't necessarily have to eat in the woods. It's more about having something over your head, making sure that you're warm and make sure you have some water nearby. Yes. You know? Yeah. Since we have water on the property, can always boil water. I started to experiment in how to build shelters. And so I built multiple shelters, Mm -hmm. different types of shelters, Um, lean-tos, A-frames, and I would build them and break them down, build them and break them down. And then I started to understand something I had never understood before, which was building. Mm. I was never into building. I was mm-hmm. never into, you know, joints and how to build a house that wasn't 
on my mind. But now all I think about is, you know, is shelters and how to build a house. And now I understand how to build simple structures. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I know how to build a whole house, but I right. definitely understand the concept sure. 10,000 times more than I did before I start, you know, yes. and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to come up here and learn how to take care of myself mm-hmm. and my family, mm-hmm. you know, on my own. Right. Self-reliant. Sure. I'm going to build my own house. Right. I'm going to build my own cabin, digging our own well. That therein is where the wealth comes from for us. We're right. like, because we're doing the work and yeah. the experience is so enriching for us yeah. um, that it's just worth it. It's yeah. worth it doing it slow. You do something that's really interesting on your Instagram, which has been focused on fire. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you can build a fire, what I learned from our trip is like, wow, I don't even know how to start a fire. Mm-hmm. And so if you can build a fire, you can be anywhere. Fire is very, very important. Yeah. Not only does it give you confidence, it gives your brain, it releases like the happy mood in your brain when you look right. at fire. It's your entertainment. It's natural entertainment mm-hmm. is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, because it dances. Because it's dancing and you're yeah. watching it and it's, oh, it's forever moving and, you know, yeah. it's forever consuming. It's a lifeline, making fire. I could totally understand early man once they figured out by smashing rocks together, sparking rocks together. And just the process of how to make fire, how they came up with it. You start to just respect humankind, you mm-hmm. know, just respect it. And more than likely, early humankind saw fire from Mother Nature, whether from volcanoes or from lightning striking a tree and creating fire and being like, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, totally possible, you know? Because it's like awe-inspiring and fear-inspiring at the same time. And fear-inspiring at the same time. Yeah. I really enjoyed the process of bringing fire inside of myself, being that it's not easy. You have to be prepared, you know, Mm -hmm. to make fire. So Mm -hmm. not only did the early man, like, strike rocks together but they knew to have like a dry tinder you know something Mm -hmm. dry to catch that spark Mm -hmm. and then they knew to put wood on top of that that's pretty impressive for early man to do like this procedure to maintain warmth you know yes of course we got smarter after figuring that out we wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for fire fire is everything you learn you cook food i mean imagine early man learning to put that steak on the fire yeah. and let it cook to medium wear or whatever a little whatever yeah yeah you know medium well that changed everyone's life yeah you know you lived a lot longer people a lot lived a lot longer yeah. all kind of bread when the people originally made like domed ovens mm-hmm. and with the fire in you and so like yeah fire is eternal and forever i'm in awe of it yeah you know? i'm in awe of it so yeah i do practice fire making skills a mm-hmm. lot Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what other skills and what other tools are your essentials? Well, I think there are some essentials that you absolutely have to have when going into the woods. Number one, you have to have your wits about you because what are you doing in the woods? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, I think having a knife is important. But I got to come back to the being black, you know, what are you doing out there in the woods? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to full stop on that, like, because a lot of times that has a lot to do with, like, how I see myself, because, like, I think before I, I carry a knife into the woods, I think, what am I doing there? 
And how did I have access to this place? I think about a conversation if I ran into someone while I'm off in the woods. So you got to think back in the day, back in early America, you could be when the American Indians were here, they would see white man from a distance. I'm not saying that they were scared, but I think there's a lot of things that are when people are out in the wilderness, particularly humans, and they see other humans, there's a lot of things that go on in your head. There's a ton of things that go on in your head. Sure. And until that person speaks, that person is a threat. Until that person speaks or you... Particularly if they don't look like you. Yeah, particularly if they don't look like you. So before we talk about going into the woods, Mm -hmm. as a black person, Mm -hmm. I have to ask myself, what am I doing there? Why are you in the woods? Mm -hmm. Because society has... Estranged us from nature in that way. Estranged, yes. That's definitely a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. There's DNA, there's history in the woods for us. Mm -hmm. There's propaganda of us in the woods too. I mean, how many times have we watched all, I mean, I've watched all of the black media that has come out and I still will continue to watch it. But, you know, a lot of it is not positive when it comes to us being in the woods. It's a image of us like not being comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just the image of us not being comfortable yeah, like in the not woods. Not knowing how to be there. Not knowing how to be there, there yeah. just being out of their element. And then some person comes in with their gun and they're just super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Why? It's because they own the land. Access mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. It's almost everything. Yeah. And so I think that before, like, I say, oh, well, you need to go into the woods, you need to have your wherewithal, you need to know what you're doing. And I always think about that, what I'm doing, because more than likely, I'm going to have a knife on me. Right. Some sort of knife. Sure. And probably some sort of fire-making situation. Knife, I would probably have a lighter with me. Like, right now, I have my pocket knife, mm-hmm. just a little Swiss Army knife. Sure. And I have a lighter that I carry with me. This is my EDC, my everyday carry. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a big lighter, Swiss Army knife, which is basically you know, a utility tool. knife. Great tool. And with these two things, I can do everything that I need going into the woods. Thanks for joining us for part two of our discussion with Osseo. Don't miss the third and final part of our conversation next week. If you haven't already, please do subscribe at glocalcitizenspod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you'll never miss a new episode. Until soon, bye for now.